Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Conservative Observers Podcast. I'm James, and I'm alive. And Jason's here with me. Hey, proof of life is offered way too often by you on this. So <laughs> I, I know it's just my thing. I mean, you know, it's just how it goes. But I hope you guys are, uh, you guys and girls. You know, it's 2019. I can't just say guys. Uh, I hope all you listeners and out there, and everybody in between. Yeah, uh, I hope all you listeners out there have been enjoying some of uh, Jason's solo work. I actually. Um, I kind of like the format. I uh, I've been kind of digging listening to podcasts with a single speaker. Um, I feel like sometimes when you listen to podcasts that are like very um, like conversational, I almost feel I don't want to use the word voyeuristic, right? But just more like I'm listening in on something as opposed to being educated or somewhere along those lines. So I actually I hope you guys have been enjoying them as much as I have been. So. Ooh, man, I feel so exposed now. Yep. Well, it's a lot of innuendo going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, might as well just light right into it. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah, big, big news. Uh, let's get this on the beginning and we'll get it on the end, too. Uh, we are now on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, wherever fine podcasts Spotify. are sold. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's the other biggie? It, if you can't find us, let us know and we're going to have to fix that. I mean, it'll yep. be an individual thing, but from here on out, you should be able to find us as a functional human being, unless we are like literally the only podcast you listen to, in which case, thank you. And we will make sure that that sting, that, that continues, Yeah, but that's a, but that, that's a big deal. I mean, we're oh, like big is. time now. Yeah. And also we're on anchor.fm as well. If you just want to go there, you can search for it as well. And then you can find all the different sources through that as well. So, yep. um, yeah, great stuff. Tell your friends. It'd be a lot easier now. Just say, yeah, go find Concerned Observers, and uh, and we'll pull right up. So uh, what are we going to talk about today, James? Well, hopefully we can <laughs> keep it to this topic of uh, I've just been listening to the news and podcasts, and we're going to talk a little bit about anti-Semitism um, since it's running rampant in the news. Uh, and just like even as a precursor before we were doing this podcast today, like I wanted, wanted to read some articles again just to kind of get fresh idea of where, you know, all the perspectives are coming from. And uh, Ilhar, uh, uh, I want to make sure I say uh, say her name. Ilhan Omar is the going to be like the center of this conversation and several comments. But I think we'll get a little bit larger in scope and talk a little bit more about um, – you know, the entire idea of anti-Semitism and, you know, maybe even just being a racist or a bigot in some sort of way, shape or form. Yeah, I mean, so, so we're coming at this with a, I mean, I, this was unexpected to me. Um, so, I mean, just before we get into examples and kind of telling the story a bit, you're coming at this a bit that you think kind of there's an overreaction? Uh, to a degree, I do feel like there's a little bit of an overreaction. I don't think... I don't think we should ever take any situation of racism or even homophobia or really any kind of like hate type, hateful type language to a degree that's very targeted. Uh, I don't think we should just like let it slide. 
Um, sure. I think there is room within the space of comedy for these types of things uh, to be said. And I think that so it's not like a blanket of all speech, right? Like I feel like an, a person sure. who's an artist who stands behind a microphone to get laughs and things like that. They should probably be able to push the envelope a little bit and say some things. There's kind um, of an understanding that they don't mean it. Right. Uh, well, in the way that would matter. In there the way used that would to be. Matter. There used to be, I think. Um, and so that's kind of where um, I kind of draw that line in the sand, right, between, like, I don't think a politician should be saying certain things. I think that there's different degrees that all address a situation, and I think that's why I think that if this was just some guy on the street that said what uh, Ilhan had said, then, yeah, I probably would think it's an overreaction. But due to the fact of her stance, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just kind of a weight yeah. that I think comes with the position. It's kind of like when a cop, you know, drinks and drives, right? Like, you yeah. you almost want them to be punished more harshly because they should understand the law more. I mean, they sure. see what it does on a daily basis, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we yeah, can kind of get into that's that. Kind of where I, that's kind of where I go. If, if you were to ask me, I don't think there's been a harsh enough reaction when it's all said and done. Um, well, so we're... we're We'll get to no, that. I mean, on, we're not we're not on opposite sides. It's not like you think that there's nothing there. Um, we both think there's something there. Yeah, but, I just uh, I still think just to the degree the actual speech because I think, and we'll get into this. Like we'll kind of go into like what she said um, in more detail. But like I'm gonna kind of just say like okay, if this was said in a general setting, like if you were out with friends and you were all sitting at a bar having a political conversation, and someone just out of nowhere said this. Like, what do you think the response would have been, right? Like, do you think yeah. that, you know, so that's kind of what I'll, we'll, we'll play that game, right? Um, okay. Well, let me get here, let, it, let's, so. let's, yeah, let's go down our list here because there's a kind of a story to tell. I, I really want to be, I want to take everybody along for the ride as we kind of react to it as it unfolded because um, it's kind of done now and that's depressing in its own right. Um, but uh, yeah, let's kind of start. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know if it is, but we'll see. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But I mean, like, give her two weeks. Yeah, very true. Uh, so, I, the, I mean, when you read news stories now, when you're when you're looking through, you'll kind of really find three, three mentions of three specific instances that every that that, that people seem to care about. Uh, the first one is prior to her being elected. So now, Ilhan Omar is a freshman senator, or sorry, freshman representative from Minnesota. Um, she was elected in the you know in 2018, started you know, sworn in uh, in January of 2019, and uh, so before that, uh, in I think it was 2012, she had tweeted out you know so she was not a representative at the time. She tweeted out uh, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the pe- awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Um. You probably see that kind of thing all the time. I mean, it's not, I mean, depending on how much time you spend on Twitter, I guess. But, uh, I mean, I think you're right. If it was like a man on the street kind of thing, it's just like, yeah, all right, well, let's keep going. Well, we hold on time out. Do we want to play the game every time we do this as we go through the story? So, like, you're all sitting around at a bar and you've got a friend, and we'll even say that you're friends with someone who has the exact same kind of background story. Well, right? well I think she, I think she gets some sort of consideration on this one you know man at the bar consideration because at this point in 2012 she is that person at the bar i mean she's not elected representative she's a college professor i think at the time um so i mean it's it should be given that kind of weight she was not uh okay sure know, yeah okay, in an elected fine. Capacity. now so, i will say this you know so, let, but, let's just keep in mind that we had 
the Heisman Trophy winner recently kind of run out of town for stuff he said when he tweeted when he was 14. We had Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was prevented from, you know, from hosting the Oscars because of stuff he had tweeted out before. Right. I mean, so it's, and, and he's one of the people that I was saying elected. as a comedian even wasn't being, isn't being protected by that layer that I think people should be applying to a comedian. Right. But what I guess right. what I'm so saying I mean, is, is that so <laughs> once again, I, I, I just when you're talking about this situation, if you were out with friends or guy on the street, as you're saying, and someone came up to you and said, I mean, I, I think, especially with this one, I already I already feel a weight, and I think we're going to broach this topic because of things that she said in response to the response to her tweets. But if someone comes up and says, Israel has been hypnotized by the world, may Allah awaken, right? The moment she says the may Allah thing, right? Like, you immediately go, oh, it's a Muslim person. Oh, they hate Jews. Right? Like, yeah. so I think there's a connotation that comes with a difference in language, right? Because, I mean, doesn't Allah just mean God, right? So, I mean, if she would have just said, you know, may God awaken the people to help them uh, see the evil doings of Israel, right? So, I mean, if that, even if that were the case, I think that it would already modify the perception that I had in the bar, right? So, if someone said that, I mean, like... Maybe for you, I, I know for me, but, I mean, then again, I'm like, I, I'm a real passionate kind of person about this kind of thing. My My wife always makes fun of me she says like you're like a wannabe jew <laughs> which is kind of absurd but I, I know what she means i'm really passionate about the israel issue um but i mean so i know i i've just i've heard this kind of thing so much that if i if we were sitting at a bar and you know i heard somebody shout out shout something like that out the problem is not that they invoke a law the problem is that they say that israel is hypnotized it's it's one of those when you, if you were to draw a caricature of a Jew, like a very anti-Semitic caricature, you'd have a couple things. You'd have, uh, you know, a long hooked nose, long, very um, like witch-like fingers with sharp fingernails. They'd be clutching a bag of money, uh, and their eyes would be drawn like spirals, like, like a hypnotizing kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, you know what I'm all, like the Looney Tunes hypnotizing thing. Right. That's. You know, and the long beard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's all sorts of stuff you could do, but the point is, is that you would have that within your your caricature. Um, the idea that Jews are manipulative and shifty and uh, not to be trusted, and that they basically will con you into believing something you shouldn't, like a hypnotist would, is a long running piece of anti-Semitism. Uh, I mean, it's as old as it's as old as Judy, Jewish culture itself. Um, right. But I, I'm not saying everybody knows that all the time, but it is definitely a thing. Uh, and and I know if I heard that, I'd be I'd be turning to my friends that they'd say, what's the problem? I'd say, well, just doing that whole hypnotism bit. But, but just just talking about this comment. In and of itself. If you, as we go through this, we're going to go through the three major comments that I think most people are discussing. This is the most racist of them, right? Like, I think this is the most on my scale of like what makes me go, oh, I think this is the one that takes it to the furthest point or broaches into that, like, you know, we're given a 10 point scale or whatever. You know, uh, I, I think that this one, reading, reading through the list of them, I, I think that. I think that that's the one that's the most like. 
uh, racially no, I mean, driven think- or um, ethnic driven of the. No, because I, I think mean, there's I, differences I think... of anti-Jewish uh, of like being an anti-Jew person or anti-Semitic, right? Because you have like being Jewish by ethnicity, and then you have being Jewish by like religious beliefs, right? So like, there's two different sure forms of Judaism, right? Like, so well, Judaism is the religion, and then there's just your Jew, right? Like, you have ancestors from that part of the oh. world. Right, okay. so I think that this one is the one that teeters into the most on both fronts. I think, sort as opposed of, to of. like, because like sort you got to think there's a there's a scale for each, right? So I think that if you, you know, you were doing a taste test and you had two people and their combined score was the score for something, right? Like this one for me has the highest overall scale of uh, racial, you know. I just I see I think this is the one that would make me like if she said this right now this I I would hope that the reaction was much more drastic I think is how I look at it yeah maybe I I think the next one's probably bigger in my mind but I mean it, we're splitting hairs there I mean it really doesn't matter too much I mean the the truth is so I she's think been it elected. does but go ahead go ahead okay so she did apologize for that once she was elected and you know people say hey what's with this you know nasty tweet in your history uh, and and. I'm going to read her apology because I think it's important as we go down the line here. So she says, quote, I heard from Jewish orgs that my use of the word hypnotize and the ugly sentiment it holds was offensive. I spent little energy in disavowing the anti-Semitic trope I unknowingly used, which is unfortunate and offensive. And so, okay. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's a good apology. I mean, it's not perfect. And it's not one of those like fake apologies, which I think she does later. Right. Yeah. I think she has uh, one of those later. That's definitely you know. a, a pretty darn real apology. It's not really like I'm sorry that other people were offended. I mean, right. it, yeah. the, I'm sorry yeah, I hurt some, your feelings. What I said, yeah. you know, like that. It's not a backhanded apology. Credit, credit given where credits due. Um, so now we're into her actual service. You know, she's now elected, and she's been a she's been in the house for a little over a month, and she tweets at a Republican that's supporting Israel. You know, the guy is just tweeting out something generally pro-Israel, and she tweets, it's all about the Benjamins. Which I, I, I already went through my Jewish caricature bit here, you know, about what you'd have, and maybe I could see somebody drawing a caricature without the hypnotic eyes. I mean, I've certainly seen a lot of them without the hypnotic eyes, but you're going to have that bag of money. (laughs) Um, And, you should just always be really, 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 really careful if you're going to talk about the Jewish people and money. Uh, and I mean, and by the way, like the context here, like it's not just like she was implying and it's very easily. Easy okay, but time out. That his, his ideas were bought. Okay, but he's time doing out. This so being paid. this Republican, is he Jewish? No. Yeah. Okay. So. This is where I feel like the overreaction starts to kick in. And this is this is one of those things because I try to take a statement as a statement, right? I'm not going to try and give this thousands of years of anti-Semitism, right, in weight when addressing the situation, right? I'm going to look at the sentence and the statement that she made as a statement that she made. If someone said that, and I was reading through the line of tweets, and I'd have to go back through the entire history... If the idea of Judaism or being an Israelite, 
or of Israelian or how would you say that of an of a heritage hailing from Israel, right? If that was not mentioned, right, Israel, yeah, okay. If you don't have any of those things in that conversation, to me, like responding with like a heavy, you know, uh, you know, I was gonna say ham fisted, but I'm sure someone would turn that into something also as well. Uh, you know, kind of a response to this tweet, I feel like is an overreaction because reading that, like, I could say that about anything. I mean, literally any tweet that's political, I could literally go out and say it's all about the Benjamins, and it would mean absolutely nothing. Like, if it was uh, gun legalization or trying to make guns, if I went out and tweeted that, like, there's, you know, it's just, well, you know, yeah, there's, there's uh, lobbying. It exists. You know what I mean? So, like, to me. <laughs> This comment, without like some well, okay. very heavy form so, of context, I mean, so is full, being full taken context, way then crazy. It's, it's it was a tweet by journalist Glenn Greenwald, um, okay. lamenting that I mean he's he was in favor you know, he's on the left. It's not like he's some kind of massive pro-Israel guy. He was criticizing Republicans and saying that it was stunning how much American politicians defend Israel. And her response was, it's all about the Benjamins. I mean, so. Right. Again, her whole her whole shtick here is that people defend Israel because they're bought and paid for. Right. But I mean, I don't have to be Jewish to buy like we had a conversation prior to this podcast. You're not Jewish. Like to me, there's absolutely no Jewishness to you. Right. Outside of like your wife's comments about why you want to be a Jew. Apparently. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is there's nothing about you and you might. For a Republican that's coming from our state, you might give money to him because you think you, you want a pro-Israel agenda politically. Okay, but like, but again, I mean, so so once again, I they, don't there's feel a like limitation here because Israel is the is a Jewish state and it's the only Jewish state in the entire world. So I mean, you know, you're talking about Israel, you're talking about a Jewish state. I mean, the fact that you know, yes, there are there are plenty of Muslims that live there, there are plenty of atheists, there are plenty of Christians. That all live there, but you talk about Israel and then you use a Jewish stereotype, you're stereotyping Jews. Well, but see, I I guess my thing is, though, is that what we're saying is that he's bought, right? Like this Republican is bought. But I would argue that you not being a Jew could also be giving him money because you have a pro-Israel stance. So once again, I feel like there's this connotation level that's being taken. Like, uh, how do I say this? You had an example before, like an innocent phrase that could be used in a normal way, right, sure. is all of a sudden adding weight to it because of another history that's being added into the equation. And I think that in that situation, like, I mean, I could have equally have said that, right? And if okay, anyone sure, called me and I said, I'd be like, mm, no, it's just because I don't like money in politics. Right? Yeah, like, I don't like fra- that. If I, if I say to you, hey, James, you want some watermelon? Like that's an, not a racist thing, but if I shout that at you know at Andre Carson when he's giving a speech, right? Hey Andre, you want some water? That's racist. Like, I mean, the context matters there, and this is polit- This is a right. But the person that she was shouting at in this situation was like just a Republican Congress person. Again, but what she's talking, but the there's a couple people involved in this comment it's and and the idea here is in this it's all about the benjamins which can be an innocuous statement it's the the benjamins here are being supplied by the jews 
and the Jews do this because, well, they're Jewish and that's what Jews do. They right. use their money I, to I just, gain power. I just I think that that's the thing that I don't it, I don't want to okay, buy so into. Here's, here's right, I guess because the big it, thing. You could you could levy a criticism in this instance of the uh, of the Republican in question and not be anti-Semitic. And here's how you would say, I don't think this guy is sincere in his beliefs. And I think he's just, you know, towing the line. Or I think that his that uh, that his beliefs are incredibly flawed. Or I think that he has not done enough of his of his research and he's leaning on he's leaning on the wrong people to do his to to understand where things are or what you know like to understand reality properly there's all sorts of ways that you can go about you know or you could you could criticize just you know republicans just march in lockstep to with each other not that they're not critical thinkers and that they they just do one you know that this guy's doing it because the rest of them are doing it they're all a bunch of lemmings like you could do that so easily right. and not, but, but, and but not what if your thought is, but, but I guess my point is, is, I mean, this is a very common leftist mentality, even center left and center right mentality that there is a large amount of money that can come from people with interests into politics and like try to uh-huh. mo- like modify that perspective. So that sentence alone is like, a textbook bullet point Democrat statement that's made all the time. They make it about guns. They make it about gay marriage. They make it about anything, any topic. They're like, well, there's this huge lobby for it. There's a lobby for and, this. Okay. There's a huge and, lobby for that, right? And, and so once take, again, you're, you're right. But again, if, if that's one thing, I could understand somebody saying that comment and getting away with it. But then I would not expect to hear something from them ever again. Uh, not that they need to shut up. I'm just saying that you know, innocuous things come out and they come out wrong sometimes and that'd be fine. I mean, yeah, we really could just get benefit of the doubt and move on. Um, I mean, for instance, this is kind of the example that we were talking about pre-show and this is what's killing me is that suddenly you see, I, I take what you're saying here. You're, you're parsing it and you're kind of saying like, well, you know, let's be reasonable here. Is it really that bad? And that's fair. Um, and I like to do that too. And I, I've been doing that for this and I just kind of come out on the other side here. But if you'll remember, uh, during this, this, uh, the 2018 election, there was an election in Florida where the Republican candidate, uh, was urging voters to not vote for the government, the, the Democrat. There had been Republicans in office for some years now, and he was trying to make the case that things are going really well now. And, bringing a Democrat in here is, is just, is going to make it bad. You're going to ruin a good thing. And so what he says is don't monkey this up. You know, things have been going well, don't monkey this up. Well, that is a phrase that all of us can understand. We would all say, yeah, okay. I, I, you know, yeah. Do you don't want to monkey it up? Okay, fine. That is a phrase that has been said. It is a, I won't say a fully innocuous phrase, but it is a phrase. I mean, tell me you've never heard that phrase before. Of course you have, but the Democrat that he's running against is black. And boy, did this dude catch it from all the ends of the earth when it came. If you're a Democrat, you laid into that dude. And well, right. And I think that once again, that's a situation where in, in this situation, I hope I'm. But once again, we're attributing ignorance. Correct. Like we're attributing a level of ignorance to him. Well, the, that, but the point is, OK, so whether or not he's ignorant, whether or not he should have known Etc. It's that's fine, but that guy's name has not shown up in the news again when it comes to racist statements. 
if if let's just say it was as bad as everybody okay. said it was that, that this okay. is a no no he you know said like that's not what i meant <laughs> uh, you know i'm really sorry that this was taken out of context i really would never say this kind of thing and he gives his full apology and we move on it's been several months now and we have not heard another one since Right. Omar, so I, I guess hand, does I, I this guess where she apologizes and then we hear from her again in, a, in another week or two. Right. But but once again, you're you're adding a weight to a previous statement that she made. So I'm trying to think of like so you were saying the watermelon statement. Let's say that said that, that gentleman in Florida started a watermelon selling business. OK. And all of a sudden uh, a random black person walks by and he says, hey, man, you want some watermelon? Right. Like if we all of a sudden go, but wait a minute. He made a really dumb statement in Florida in 2018, and he said something that was completely innocuously racist, right? So what I'm saying is, is that we can't always, we can't always try to attribute everything. Like, yes, there is a weight that she's had comments in yeah. the past, right? I get it, but my point is, is that just like that specific statement, especially that's why I get why I'm kind of hung up on this is when I'm looking at all three of these statements. This statement, out of all of them even with a little bit of context that's in and putting it into a relevancy, I feel like there's this like line where it's almost like the people judging the situation are being more racist about it than her statement was racist because they're the ones that are going through and attributing all of this weight to her statement to all of these historical value assumptions. If, if that, what I'm saying makes sense. Like, I feel like it, there's almost it, like it an inverse. Yeah, it does not. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I understand the flow and the words that are coming out of your mouth, but I, I, I disagree here because I mean, you, you're, you're coming up with this, like, well, what if that guy who said you want some watermelon went and started an watermelon business? Like it's the fact that it's possible to utter these phrases and not be anti-Semitic does not mean that we have to assume that these were not. The and it does mean that we have to assume that they are either. But again, there's well, what I'm a saying is I think that's what's happening. And it's kind of like, okay, dude, you've got to slow down. So before we get to the third one, let's let's cover that bit. Like this, I, we just read two examples here, and those were not even the first. Where well, the 2012 one was first, but uh, there is a list somewhere in existence, but we've not been able to find it. But we just basically have proof that there is a list uh, in. Before she was elected to the House of Representatives for you know, the federal government, she was elected in 2016 to the House of Representatives in Minnesota, her home state, where, or at least where, that's where she resides. And even then, before she ever became a national figure, before she ever came to the federal government, she had to be approached by several Jewish organizations, and they, and they, they had to sit down with her for like a two-and-a-half-hour meeting and, dis, and, and have this big – pardon the pun, come to Jesus moment with her and say, you are not, you are being anti-Semitic. Your tone and what you're saying is not helping. You are, you, we need to talk with you about the long history of, you know, the things that have been said against Jews and maybe kind of help you figure out a way to not, to, to, to levy your criticisms in a, in a non-anti-Semitic way. This has already occurred prior to her having been elected. Uh, to the federal government. Like, so, I mean, the idea that she doesn't know the idea that we can kind of just say, well, you know, Hey, some of these can be innocuous. Some of these can be explained away. I, I don't buy it. It's happened too many times from the same person. If I heard one person, you know, make some kind of an ape analogy about a black guy, I would take note of that. If, if it's not, if you want to say like, there's some kind of way that that can be taken in a non-offensive way, fine somehow. 
But then if they do it again, it's kind of tight. You know, we should maybe be paying attention then. And if they do it again, I mean, how many how many analogies do they get away with where we say, well, they're all kind of not so bad. I mean, they, they kind of have a stacking effect. If if all of her stuff, you know, if, if the guy who said monkey it up was a five or a six on the scale, fine, he's got five or six points. But if Omar's were even minuscule and that they're at, you know, two or threes on the scale, they're adding up, you know, three, six, nine, you know, 12. She's she's got a growing list of stuff here that I just don't think she deserves the benefit of the doubt that I would provide to one of my friends. Yeah, sure. And I don't I don't think that I'm wanting to attribute a benefit of the doubt. I definitely think that was a dumb move and a dumb statement. But once again, I feel like the level at which we are attributing to like her sentiment is if if that was truly her sentiment and she felt that way, I feel like she would just say the worst way of saying it as opposed to a way that could be kind of up in the air. Like I don't this is where I'm going to sound like a real jerk. I don't find her to be some like super hyper intelligent person like to some degree of intelligence that is so high right that she's able to like use subterfuge in her speak in her speech right like i don't think that she's literally going if i phrase it this way it'll be seen by some people as very racist but the sentiment is truly massively racist right like i don't think that she's going through that kind of a like that that thought process isn't occurring I think it was an I off agree. the cuff comment. I think that's right. I think that's exactly the issue is that she's kind of when it's off the cuff, you end up speaking more directly to what it is you believe. Or, right. I mean, but if it's, like, but I don't think that what <laughs> no, I think that if what, what we're talking about is like a situation where, you know, I'm trying to use that guy as an example and I'm trying to like convert what he was saying is like if he were to actually say like, you know, uh he's talking about black people and he says like a very racist thing like the guy from the lakers was it the lakers where like they caught him on audio being like oh sure yeah yeah, yeah, okay that is off the cuff right that's off the cuff racism right that's that's real and he's using real words and he's making real statements making a general statement that says like yeah there's money behind the support for israel i think that people like i said i we could beat this all day long i just feel like there's a level of of racism being attributed to her that might not necessarily be like her intent. Right. And so I think that, yes, the conversation is healthy and I think that we should be having it and we should be talking about, um, anti-Semitism because I think it's very important because in all honesty, when this conversation started and I started hearing these things in all the podcasts and all the news articles that I read, I, I was like, and I read another article about some guy in Europe who even said that like, like a very over, like his statement in Europe, I wish I could pull it up right now really quick off the top of my head was like literally anti-Semitic, like Jews are bad people. Like I'm paraphrasing, but like, that's literally what he said. Okay. There's a problem when that kind of a statement is made because it's not like, you know, we're still under a hundred years ago. that the Holocaust happened, right? So I mean, it's not like, I, I grant you, you know what, what you're saying so. here, but at the same time, though, like, the, the anti-Semitism stuff is is older than any of our civilizations. I mean, you want to talk about how we say that uh, we've had a long history of anti-black, you know, racism here in this country. Like, our country's roughly under, uh, like, 200, 250 years old. Right. And that's what we call long. Anti-Semitism is thousands of years. And that we've kind of gotten pretty good at, noticing when people are doing this and there's a sensitivity to it because I think we've figured out like we've kind of, I don't know, you kind of 
it's like a tuning fork. It rings louder. Uh, and, and, and not only that, but it also tends to, it's coupled with other things. I mean, like if you are, Oh, I don't know. Let's, let's pick something. Like if you're anti-vaxxer, you know, or a flat earther, you, you're going to be able to pretty easily gather some other characteristics that that person may share, you know, with, with other outside groups or whatever. Right. And people, people that make comments like this regularly are going to be, are going to find themselves associated with this. I mean, like, again, none of this stuff is born out of, out of nothing. Uh, she regularly retweets and is seen in the company of, and speaks incredibly friendly, uh, incredibly positively of Louis Farrakhan, Louis Farrakhan. I mean, who is, who is an actually, you know, out and out, there's no debate about it. An anti-Semite. He compares Jews to termites most recently. Um, I mean, it's not, and she has no problem with this guy. She thinks he's a great leader. And I mean, he's, she's said several positive things about it's that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, I see all of these other things. There's no way that you're just kind of that, you know, that a guy who retweets David Duke, and that, you know, is all about the Confederate flag. And then suddenly he makes, uh, you know, a black man as an, you know, as an ape analogy that we're just gonna be like, oh, he probably meant nothing by it. We, yeah. There are times where you can make an analogy, you know, somewhere and it's like, okay, no, 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 no. There are way too many other uh, things that color this to just let that slide and say, Com- oh, you know, fine. Sometimes people can get away with completely that. Completely unscripted curveball coming in. So why don't we have the same theories about Trump and his love of friendships and speaking highly of dictators and of being of speech that seems relatively positive to white supremacists? And I mean, like there's a long history with Trump and just the time that he's been president of things that are very similar. And then but then when people say like, well, not all Republicans are racist or not all MAGA people, hat wearers are racist, but they're associating with a guy and rubbing elbows or they want to rub elbows with a guy who has definitely rubbed his elbows with a lot of people too. You know what I'm saying? Like this guilt by association type of mentality gets really dangerous really quickly. And that's why I completely agree. I think that it's like I could go down that rabbit hole with Trump easily. Right. I mean, dear Lord, anyone who speaks highly of Kim Jong-un. Okay. There's a problem uh-huh. there, right? Or even Vladimir Putin, right? Uh-huh. Like, I don't think that we should be worshiping these guys in public, in a public setting, right? So it's the same thing, right? So this level of backlash that, um, I mean, well, I mean, let me ask she's you, receiving. What's your, opinion, what's your opinion of Trump? I mean, is your opinion of Trump positive? Like, I mean, personally, you're no. saying, why, why don't, why don't we have this, this view of Trump? Well, for starters, we do. I mean, okay, some don't. So, I mean, clearly a lot of Republicans so the re- don't. So twenty, we're going to skip ahead if we go into this. But what I'm saying is, is you have 23 Republicans who end up not signing this because they feel like it didn't target her specifically. Well, where is their 23 backbones when it comes to doing something very similar to the president of the United States? Yeah, we are right. Really, yeah, let's. This is an That's advanced podcast. Let's so, try and keep some resemblance of order. Okay, so we're going to come right back to that because I mean, yeah, that's 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 an entirely relevant piece. But let's finish off number three here real quick. Um, and so that was February 11th, that last comment. And then we're down to February 27th. She made it, what, two weeks? <laughs> right. Two weeks. Uh, and then she finds herself at a panel with Rashida Tlaib, uh, who will come back up in this conversation later. Uh, and she's remarking on something that you had said before, uh, that there's kind of a frustration that that uh, we kind of assume that Muslims are, uh, you know, that 
that there's a sensitivity when Jews take offense to her comments. I mean, like they're, they're always just they're kind of uppity and ready to take offense, which is to a certain level, I could see that kind of being true. So she starts to suggest that being Muslim leads to an assumption of anti-Semitism, which is exactly what you were saying. That's, that's true. And that this accusation can be used as a label to shut down debate, which is absolutely true. Then she says that uh, because of that quick labeling, it makes it difficult to get her point across. So uh, here's their quote. So for me, I want to talk about the political influence in this country and that it's okay for people to push for allegiance to a foreign country. And again, this is in the context of Israel specifically. Right. And again, this is coming from a woman who has had a long sit-down meeting with leaders of the Jewish community, and she's talking about not being loyal to the U.S., but being instead loyal to a foreign country, which would be Israel. And again, you want to talk about old stereotypes. I'm telling you, disloyalty is as old as the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. I mean, it is... It is a long – I mean people worried and it was a case of anti-Catholicism when they all worried that John F. Kennedy was not going to be loyal to the US, not loyal to the constitution, that he'd instead be loyal to the pope. Uh, that was a real thing that he had to address and had to deal with and that is flat out anti-Catholicism. Now, a lot of it's born out of ignorance. People didn't understand Catholicism but again, that's that that ignorance is basically rooted in bigotry and – this is the same thing. This is the, it's that though they're not they're not loyal to us, they're loyal to another country, and that's completely unfair. You can criticize people that support Israel. You can criticize the case for Israel without having to go down that kind of road. And I mean, you know, and you're right. It can be an innocuous phrase. We all talk about you know Trump's loyal to Russia, that somebody else is loyal to Russia. I mean, I, I get it. Right. I, if again, I read that statement once again, like. Like I said, I feel like there's just a level of sensitivity that comes from it because it's existed for so long and because it is Israel. Like I said, personally for me, like I don't personally have a stake for Israel, but I would say that you very passionately do, right? But I would say that I don't want to see any money going towards supporting Israel. I'd much rather see that money being used domestically to, you know, more populist type of view, right? Like that's more my my kind of mentality when I look at where money is going and where money is flowing. And so if I made this exact same statement and let's say that I, you know, I was actually on Twitter and I was famous, right? I would be labeled as a anti-Semite for making that statement. And to me, that's just hilarious, right? Like, (laughs) like I just don't, I don't, I don't feel like, yes, these statements do have a level Right. But I just feel Again, like it's I mean, a, you must you're re- being I'm just trying to, like, imagine all of the comments that could come out of a, you know, Confederate flag waving David Duke retweeting dude. And you'd be like, you know, I just can't imagine everybody would be like, well, you know, hey, <laughs> uh, sometimes people throw bananas at black people like or sometimes people, you know, just call black people apes like sometimes. Like, I just uh, but the I, thing I is, is that is an actual <laughs> tie to an actual like racial like they're taking an appearance into effect and stuff like that like they're actually talking about an ethnicity right and like i said it's like you're actually looking at those people and then making a very racist mentality racism racism isn't only limited to appearances i mean people make the racist assumptions that asians are good at math or that that mexicans are lazy and there are there's there's these are things that are characteristics and so there's there's the racist characterization that mexicans are lazy and that jews are perfidious that they are money grubbing and there are that they're cheap and that they 
uh, right, but can we're manipulate in this statement doing and, whatever they want. Right. But like what? I said, like when I read in any of these statements, yes, I've heard all those sentiments about Jewish people, right, from people who are dumb and ignorant and have to say, you know, bigotist, racist, whatever stuff, right? But what I'm saying is, is when I read that statement, like I could see myself saying that exact same statement about Trump and Russia. Like, and uh-huh. I don't feel like there's anything else other than it's Trump and Russia. Like, like I said, there's a sensitivity. It's like, for instance, if you're allergic to peanuts and then all of a sudden someone brings peanuts in the room, you break out way more than the guy who's sitting next to you, but is very aware of the relationship between not, you and but peanuts. We're not ta- again, we're not talking about me. We're not talking about you. We're talking about a specific person. And this specific person has a lot of other history in their comments and in the context that they provide for themselves for how to be judged. And that context, I think, is very clear that we ought not to just be like, you know, that we can just say, well, sometimes people can say things that are innocuous and can be t- treated as such. I Again, you keep company with as many of these people as you do, and you say these comments that are that are coded in this, I don't know, this appearance of anti-semitism that again how many times are we going to say hey you know you get a freebie don't worry about it because i understand (laughs) that sometimes things can happen like this and i I just don't see why i I don't know how many times she has to show up in the in the and 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 support louis farrakhan without consequence before we say well okay maybe there is a reason to be extra sensitive maybe you could say that that uh that people are pushing for allegiance to to israel and instead of the U.S. and not be criticized about it, fine. But you don't have a history of saying Farrakhan's a good dude. You don't have a history that she does, and those kinds of histories matter. It 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 changes the whole conversation from us being sort of wanting to forgive and, and educate and move on to we're kind of done educating. The 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 Jews of Minnesota sat down with her long enough, and she is a you know she is now a an elected representative. It's kind of time right. to drop the hammer at some point, yeah. I mean, right. I think and, and it's not like, and it's not like we're, it's not like we're going all sorts of crazy here. I mean, the response after this, what even by Democrats was, we need to make a resolution about this. I mean, it, it is, it is a an event that spawned an idea for a res, uh, for a resolution to be passed by Congress. I mean. Nobody was making. Nobody makes resolutions passed by an, you know, sparked or inspired by innocuous statements. I mean, so there's kind of right. already an admission that there isn't. There's something else going on here. Sure. Whether or not you judge her harshly or 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 you know more dovishly. Right. Well, and I, the thing is, is what what I find comical in this situation is that the Democrats are the ones I believe who started this resolution process, right? And then they changed it as well. So we'll, we'll we'll probably get to that. But once again, this is going to jump back to what we were just talking about. As we said we we're going to get right back to is it's just the same mentality of if this is the level, because I would say that the backlash on this is coming much more from a right perspective. Right now, yes, within the the within the Jewish community, even people who are very progressive are scolding these comments. So it's not. It's not like this is a only the right, you know, yeah. trying to like I mean, utilize this more importantly, it's not like, you know, I know I'm, you've been making the comment that I'm like, you know, more passionately pro-Israel. It's not like it's just some kind of fever dream of mine. You've got progressive Jewish people that are not, you know, not terribly supportive of Israel that are saying, no, 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 no this is not good. 
I mean, right. so this is not so, some kind of fever dream I've cooked so up. So I just this want to make sure I preface sense. that before I get into this next statement. But I will say, though, that the loudest of objectors are definitely from the right, right? Because it's it's a use of something for political gain, right? The, you know, they, they messed up. Let's utilize this as a... Uh, a tool for us to have some kind of like foothold or possibly distract from other stupidity that's occurring, blah, 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 blah. Right. So there's always an sure. angle I think people take, even if their heart, you know, it's, it's not, it's good intentions to a degree, but maybe not the best intentions are being used for like fighting this fight. Um, but what I'm getting at is, is those same people, like I would love to just see them say the same thing with like a majority of the history, uh, you know, dear Lord, the president of the United States, Twitter history in just two years is unbelievably full of stupid statements. Right. And we're not providing that weight, the same weight that we're giving to Ilhan Omar for statements that she is making to the president of the United States. And what I mean by that is both parties, not just the left or not just the right. I feel like in the situation with the president, the right is very silent and very complacent. In I mean, a lot of his, I don't know. I don't language. know really kind of what you're looking at here because I mean, like his, the worst statement he made by far was there are good people on both sides in response to the Charlottesville, uh, you know, marching and uh, subsequent terrorist and attack. And when asked multiple times to condemn white supremacists, he would yeah. never ever yeah. do it. Right. Yeah, so like again, he's given I mean, the so chance. This 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 is the easiest softball being lobbed to any human being on the planet saying. Do you do you support them in any way, shape, or form? And you should Agreed. be like, hell no! Like there is yep. no reason that that shouldn't have been the like it should have been so fast out of your mouth, right? So yep. what I'm saying is is that there's this guilt by association. So when he when he makes other statements later, or if he says something that could, and I'm what I'm trying to say is in the future, were he to say something, I really don't think that Republicans would be like, we need to go start a House resolution or start an impeachment process because he's off his rocker because he's, this. the man's racist. He doesn't represent the country, right? Like you don't see that same level. So that's why I'm saying like, it almost feels like a false sensitivity to the level I mean, at which she's being judged is okay, it's like but, but it's, then again here here we are neither of us are republicans and both of us would absolutely loudly vocally at the top to the top you know, to the rafters call trump's stuff that he has said incredibly and obviously and blatantly racist and have and would do so again and for for you to defend her that way it's kind of one thing but the defenses that are being raised for her on behalf of her own Democratic colleagues use this defense and nowhere in my mind or in no, nowhere have I ever heard that one person's racism or or heck even a whole ton of other people's racism somehow excuses yours. Now, you know, maybe you could say like, well, the hammer's being brought down on her too hard. I guess if you want to have that argument, fine. But we like we could never seem to get Trump to uh, to condemn the racist behavior that is so obviously racist, you can't seem to get it out of them that what she is saying is anti-Semitic. Sure, and I agree. That's what I'm saying, though, is I just want to make sure that we, when we talk about this, you, you keep it at a level playing field. And I don't feel like, yes, I agree, the Democrats are doing the exact same thing Republicans are doing. Like, I don't think that Demo- I think the Democrats are covering for her in a way that they shouldn't. So uh, let me rephrase. I, yeah, I think if, that if they're very, very parallel. Graham is a, if, you, if your point to me is that Lindsey Graham is a partisan blowhard, like 
point conceded. Sure, <laughs> I right, mean, yeah. Like, what, I'm, what I guess is, I'm saying is, is these these two situations like are like two of the same pulse markers, and if you were to lay them over each other, it's the exact same. It's just on one side it's Democrats, and on the other side it's Republicans. I, I yeah, feel like for, I mean, usually what you hear out of Republicans is nothing. Usually, what you end up hearing is yeah. forget about Trump stuff. Sure. What you usually hear is silence. But that's and, because conservatives and, and, just don't open their mouths because they they get in trouble when they open their mouths, so they just shut up, right? And it's we've I also mean, talked about how conservatives it's in not in their nature to like protest or to to go out and you know participate politically vocally, right? Like their thing is is like they'll just go to the voting booth and they'll boot, vote or. You know what I mean? Like they aren't political activists. Conservatives okay, typically but, yeah, aren't but again, as activists. I mean, how much more? Wor- how much worse would this be if the defenses that were actually being raised by public figures, by journalists, and all the you know all the uh, you know all the rigmarole there? I mean, how much worse would it be if the Republicans were speaking out and saying he's not wrong? He kind of has a point, or you know you just don't understand the culture that he's coming from or, I mean, that's what we're getting. Sure. I, mean, I, got, sure, a, I got a list of defenses sure. that you need to, you should hear some of the crap that is well, coming here. out okay. to defend her. So everyone's um, heard my th- opinions, right? And, and, and a portion of this, I will say to a slight degree is me being just devil's advocate for being devil's advocate. I don't think that anyone should talk like this. I think it's dumb. I don't condone anybody saying stupid stuff, ignorant to it or not. Right. And when you apologize, I don't think that you should be very backhanded in your apologies. Um, I think you should either be sincere or lean into it, right? Like you do one of the t- one of the two. I don't like wishy washy. Like I want to know where you stand after a statement's made, right? So, with that being said, everyone knows where I stand. Why don't you just lob these at me, and I'll be like, nope or yep, and <laughs> okay. that's what I'll- uh, from Slate. So this is just kind of starting my list here from Slate. Just, just to, uh, hold on, just to be clear here. If I say nope, I'll say no. That's not acceptable. As a defense, and yes means, yeah, okay, that's acceptable. So just so everybody's aware of this, this is 100% impromptu, by the way. I find Omar's rhetoric tone deaf, but haven't seen compelling evidence that she has any real animus toward Jews. The more likely explanation for these statements is that she's an inexperienced politician who arrived at the U.S. as a refugee from Somalia and probably came of age in left-wing, left-wing circles when vocal opposition to Israel was the norm. And there wasn't a lot of thought given to words that Jews consider anti-Semitic dog whistles. Once the outrage crested last week, she could have shown a little sensitivity to people's concerns and backed down. But I have trouble blaming her for not doing so. Nope. I have to give a big nope for that one, and I'll have yeah. to tell you why. Dear Lord. How many stories have happened in the past two months with people where they dressed up in blackface or like Michael Jackson or in a Ku Klux Klan outfit and stuff that we are saying like, well, you know, they're not saying like, well, racial sensitivity back then. No, it was racist then. Right. And it was anti-Semitic then. So that is a note for me. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, let's think about she's the same age as us. Just so we're clear. Yes. And she has three kids like. This is not somebody who's just like, oh, I never heard of a Jewish person before. Like, right. <laughs> no, she is old enough and she has been in this country since she was 14. She, she's old enough to know better. Like, I, <laughs> this is just absurd. Yep. And, and this, this defense is just like, well, she just spent so much time around left-wing circles that nobody ever objected to her anti-Semitism before. Like, so she's going to just now learn so now that are they some just people agreeing find it offensive. That- are they just agreeing yes, that like, most yeah. leftists are anti-Semites? <laughs> yes. It's like, it, it, is that your case that, you know, since most are anti-Semitic that, you know, hey, cut her some slack? Come on. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, another one from a, another author at Slate. 
Uh, if Israel's most devoted U.S. backers are so concerned over dual loyalty smears, they should think more carefully about how they're encouraging them. Nope. <laughs> yeah, look what you made us do, Jews. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, 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 uh, I, that's all I can say. That was just a nope. That's a nope, Chuck Testa right. moment. Just just with uh, just with media, I'm still sticking with media here. Then we'll get to some politicians here because I, I, this is I think that's where it gets really good. Uh, let me just read some headlines real quick. I got four more headlines. Stop the hazing of Ilhan Omar and listen. Nope. You know, again, as insinuating she has a point. The dishonest, the dishonest smearing of Ilhan Omar. Again, this is a news story. So, so that one I'm going to put in the maybe category because, like I said. Like what? Regardless, that just goes back to my previous points, though, where I feel like there's a level of sensitivity being attributed. Yeah, I mean, right. a lot of this is what what's getting me here is that she's being defended. The point is right, she's sure. being defended. Okay. And next again, one? if the criticism was that Republicans are crappy when the, you know when this stuff happens, they were at least you know at the worst were being silent. And here we've got just active defense. Oh, sure, right, yep. Uh, progressive progressive Jews worry that criticism of represent uh, of Rep Ilhan Omar will stifle debate about Israel. Uh, and then finally, I would say yes to that one, but just for more from her argument side, but continue. Yeah. Okay, fine. You get one concerns raised over power wielded by a pro Israel lobbying giant. I want to hear again. it again. Say it again for me. This, Cause is, I, this, I is, just... the, this is the headline. This is the okay. headline. And again, it's all about her dual loyalties thing. And she's getting on about, you know, like APAC. that's, that's okay, what she was right. talking about when she says like, you know, people are pushing for dual loyalty. She's talking about APAC, which is a, uh, lobby, an American lobbying organization that is pro-Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, concerns raised over power wielded by a pro-Israel lobbying giant. I, and again, okay, so the I concerns give this a, raised are, right, yeah. th that's Ilhan Omar's comments, which are anti-Semitic. So anti-Semitic comments spark concerns over power wielded by pro-Israel right. lobbying giant. Well, like, I, I think, I mean, this, this would turn into a whole different podcast. We could probably do just about... Ilhan Omar and uh, Ocasio-Cortez. Um, I feel like these two ladies in particular are being given um, a lot of room for ignorance and making a lot of ignorant statements yep. that if it was the to borrow, you know, parlance of our times, the white patriarchy. Uh, a member of the white patriarchy were to be making these statements, I feel like they would not be being given this benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so Yo, you're, you're absolutely um, spot on. I, mean, I think so that I, I do want to get, uh, I want to get to that here in a second too, because this is based. The reason that we're doing that is, I mean, this is what intersectionality looks like. I know and you're, you're absolutely right because I mean, the reason she's being treated with kid gloves here is because she is a black Muslim woman with intersectionality. Like your, the whole idea is based off of identity and your identity grants you credibility. Right. Your personal experiences give you authority and it's basically the responsibility of people who don't share that identity or that are kind of on the quote unquote out group to shut up and just be your ally to elevate your voice. So her identity as a Muslim woman of color lends her that credibility and her refugee status when she fled Somalia gives her authority. Authority on what? 
really it should just be authority on refugee matters, but right. And like seeking asylum and yeah, like suddenly everybody wants to share Albert Einstein's thoughts on God, but he's not a theologist. It's like, okay, right. You got it. But, but that's not how it works. So she gets a lot of credibility, but her allies have to just elevate her voice. They can't treat her. They're not allowed to treat her like the GOP treated Steve King. I mean, who made racist comments and we, you know, they, they, passed resolutions condemning him and stripped him of all of his congressional appointments. Because if you did that to her, you'd be attacking not just her, you'd be attacking all black females, all black Muslims, all black female Muslims. Great. That's how colleges are getting so crazy. I mean, it's like a box checking identity thing means that people that check the most boxes win the grievance Olympics and can speak with absolute authority. And right. I mean, no, yeah. you're That's absolutely weird. right. That's exactly how that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, I just feel like I just feel like just I wanted to make that a quick thing because we, we're getting close to time. But I just meant like it, it is very interesting to me for with situations like this, because I I would <laughs> I would tend to think that you and I are quite the opposite of intersectionality, uh, because one of the things that I think where you and I both align is just the idea of like. Uh, personal responsibility, right, is like a very important part because I think we both kind of teeter in that libertarian space, um, where you know your actions and your, your, you know, that's what defines your character to me as another person and gives weight and credence to your statements as opposed to yeah something that was innately you were just born that way, right? So yeah. I mean, I mean, unless it's something where it's like a physical deformity and you've lived your life with it and we're on the topic of talking about that physical deformity right <laughs> like there's certain things where i think you can be born a certain way and have a natural kind of a judgment or knowledge or something that i should just respect your authority on the matter but um i don't think that i judge people or try to treat them differently based on their you know race gender um you know sexual orientation etc cetera, etc cetera. i actually feel like the more conservative you are, you should respect those things. Um, yes, it's a, degree, it's a soft right. bigotry of low expectations to expect anything else. I mean, right. I, I respect people too much to treat them that way, and and would rather evaluate their ideas on the merits. Like, I, the, there is no merit to an accusation of hypnotism or dual loyalties or the, you know money grubbing manipulation. Correct. Like, her childhood as a refugee isn't Israel's fault. And it doesn't somehow magically relieve her of the responsibility to shun anti-Semitism, and yet she can't seem to bring herself to do that. Instead, right. she pays tribute to Farrakhan and and hobnobs and retweets others that are exactly the same way. I mean, and, and she doesn't seem to care that those things are dripping with connotations in the, in the first place. I mean, anti-Semitism is just as morally vapid coming from a, a Somalian refugee than it as it is coming from Joe the redneck that you know damn Jews you know I mean it, it's this it's just as right. vapid it's just as bad and she doesn't get a pass because she checks the right boxes but right. that's how we that's how we're kind of supposed to be treating her I mean you hear how you know I've already gone down lines of how she's being defended but then you know here we are we have this resolution that gets passed and has to go through just aching I mean and I'm doing Democrats a favor here by not listing off all of the defenses that they give. I mean, they lie about what, what is happening. They're saying like, you know, that they're trying to stamp her down for criticizing Israel. Like they have to lie about what she said in order just to defend her. And now we have the attempt to, you know, they pass a resolution that condemns all forms of hate. And suddenly Republicans are now supposed to be on the back foot for this. Right. 
Yeah, it was it was a. I think this is actually a very carefully orchestrated uh, turn of events. Um, I think that people actually don't lend enough credit to the intelligence behind how this all went down. I, I actually mean, think this a, is very it's a cynical. It's cynical, and it's and it's. I mean, th- this could only work if you are if you're not paying attention and if you're a fool, which unfortunately is far too many people, but it doesn't speak well of you. If, if you, right. if you really buy into this, I mean, they, they try So again, just out of nowhere, according to the Dems, like we just decided we're going to pass a resolution to condemn stuff. You know, well, why would you do that? Is, has anything sparked this? Has there been any kind of inciting incident? I mean, well, we don't want to talk about that. Well, of course you don't. Well, no, but, but I think originally, even though I think originally, even there was a resolution against her, but then they last I mean, minute there, were like, there well, was, it existed. Mm. if there was, it existed behind closed doors and never made it past the first draft. Everybody knew that right away you can't that they weren't going to name her by name. So as Republicans per, did with Steve King, per my this is all anecdotal, but per my listening uh, prior to the actual vote kind of occurring like that, actually going forward and stuff like that, um, they had already there. It was even in the media that there was a House resolution in regards to Ilhan Omar, like it was being touted even by the media that hey this is on the way and then there were there was inside you know inside baseball stuff where they were saying like well this may happen but everybody knew right then they're like well it's not going to involve her right so the first it was being softly communicated that first reason the the first draft failed because it wasn't inclusive enough and they needed to add they couldn't just they were going to just say well we condemn anti-semitism right end of story and not name her, but that right. was decided to not be inclusive enough because, well, while you're here, you know, condemning anti-Semitism, you need to condemn all the other ones too. You know, why should anti-Semitism be special? So then they needed to add Islamophobia, and then that fell through. So the second attempt falls because that's not inclusive enough. And then they add this whole line of stuff, and they added in like the LGBT community and Native Americans and yada 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 yada. Right. And again. They know exactly what they're doing, and, and because they've leveled this charge before. If you remember, and it's it's a it's a douchey thing to do, but back when Black Lives Matter was way more the center of our conversations, the the thing you could easily get criticized for by them, and legitimately so, was when they say Black Lives Matter, and you say what? All lives, lives matter. or I lives matter. All lives matter. Too, right? All yeah, lives yeah, matter. Right. And and it's one of those things like, okay, this is trivially true. The the whole point. Is that we're talking? We're focusing on this one right now. You're diluting the message, and you're like cheapening all of this stuff. And and that was right. what they were saying, and they were right. And now they're doing it now because it's convenient for them. Instead, this what they've just passed is the All Lives Matter bill. Right. I don't want. No. I don't want to hear them ever. Com- you know, criticize somebody who says All Lives Matter now because that's really how we should be thinking about everything now. Why would we ever focus on one specific kind of hatred when hatred in general? exists <laughs> right and good luck fighting that fight against hatred because it's always going to exist hate to hate yes. to tell people that but hatred's always going to exist so and, and again this is in the context this everybody knows this even though some don't want to say it everybody knows it's inspired by ilhan omar's comments so when when the resolution ultimately passes with like 23 republicans voting against it suddenly the rhetoric is see these re- these republicans couldn't even be bothered to stand up to hate and it's like, I, right. Like I said, it was very well orchestrated. Of, 
we're not playing a game of pretend here. You can't just point at a windmill and tell me it's a dragon and say, you know, he's not willing to stamp a dragon. It's like, no, I'm not going to charge the windmill because <laughs> it's, it's a windmill and it doesn't man. keep charging. It's gaslighting yes, it, oh, to an extreme. Yes, this is the definition. If you ever have struggled with knowing what the definition of gaslighting is, it's this. It's, you know, where they're supposed to be it's inspired to condemn a specific comment, specific statements, and then they say, well, why can't you condemn hate? Like, clearly you can't. But they, but they just you can keep name repeating this one it. Person. Right. Over you were, and over. It, it, they're so driven to not name this person by name that they are willing to go with this, that they have to go this broad to feel okay making any kind of statement at all. And then suddenly the Republicans are the bad guys. I mean, like, so my, my favorite columnist, Jen Rubin, uh, had said that the Democrats did not have a shining moment, but at least they figured out how that tolerating anti-Semitism and excuse mongering for anti-Semitism is, is reprehensible. Republicans just reminded us of who they are. And so she goes in this whole long criticism about how the Republicans didn't vote for this resolution. And she singles out like Liz Cheney from Wisconsin and right. never even bothers to check why she said she was voting against it. And you read her statement, which I'm not going to do because it's very long. Uh, but she says exactly what I just said. Like, this is bull. We are all here for one reason. We're here because somebody made some anti-Semitic comments. And those are what we what we need to be condemning right now. You want to condemn other things in specifics? Do that. But this this broad thing is just it's a sideshow. It's a distraction. It's a, you know, no, I promise we're still good people here. But you can't seem to condemn the badness when it's there. Right. I mean, it, that anybody would play that would play this game. If you make that comment, all I hear from you then is, I mean, I just made fun of Lindsey Graham earlier. It's you're a partisan blowhard. There right. is nothing that you're just going to, you're going to, you're going to lie like everybody else. I mean, everybody else that has tried to defend her has been saying stuff like, you know, uh, She's just been the victim of really ugly attacks lately, or uh, it's really shameful how how people haven't you know, want to try and shut down the debate on Israel. I mean, and that's not what's happening. Like that is that's not what's happening. I mean, help, James Clyburn, who's the number three Dem uh, Dem in Congress, he had said, uh, "Oh man, hold on, let me pull this up here." Uh, her experience is much more empirical and powerful. Than that of uh, than those people that are generations removed from the Holocaust, Japanese internment camps during World War II and other uh, violent episodes that have marked history. I'm serious about that. There are people who tell me, "Well, my parents are Holocaust survivors. My parents did this." It's more personal with her. I've talked to her, and I can tell you, she's living through a lot of pain. Like that's the kind of links that they're going to try and go to with this. That look, she's been through a lot of stuff. Right. And yeah, sure. I mean, if if you remember American History X, the movie American History X, good movie. Yeah, but American History, yeah. The, the, but the main character is the main character becomes a a Nazi sympathizer because some black people killed his his father who is a firefighter. I think like they, they he died in a fire trying to protect some black people, and he gets really upset about that. And he's clearly suffered a lot. Like it's clearly traumatic that he lost his father, and then he becomes a Nazi skinhead. Okay, right. and yeah, you can't I mean, defend I, that, right? Yeah, I agree. you can be sympathetic as a human being, and like, man, that must be really hard. You can kind of, kind of describe his transition and all that, but that doesn't make it okay. I mean, in the so end, describing her, no one should say racist, stupid stuff, 
right? There's no defense for it. I, in my opinion, especially if you're in a position of, you know, like an authoritarian or authoritarian, <laughs> let a little bit of my libertarian uh, feelings there. Uh, if if you are a in a position of political power, you should not be making these statements. And then if you're also in a position of political power and you're going to go vote for it, you should. I, I mean, in 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 the end. I think the smarter thing to do for the 23 Republicans, just to kind of bring it back to that real quick, is they should have voted for it, and then they should have made a real big stink about how that wasn't the reason, right? Because otherwise you're playing into their hands. Vote no or just don't even show up. I'm not playing this stupid game. Right, exactly. Yes, exactly. I don't agree. I mean, Either abstain from showing up, but my point is, is that you could have also voted yes for it, and then made a rant about it. You know what I'm saying? But instead, by actually putting that no on it, you give them something. You're, you're providing them ammunition, right? By, by voting them, yes I mean, on it, you encourage this game to be played again. Like, we'll be back here with some other meaningless, completely pointless resolution. And I, I somebody's got to be the adult in the room and say, I mean, because by the way, let's say they pass that resolution. Then what? Right. Like, who cares? Right. Nothing exactly. happened. I agree. Yeah, even, I agree. If, even if they pass the resolution that I wanted, you know where they name her by name. That's still weak. It's just a resolution, it's, right? Exactly. It's nothing. She just, they should be working to strip her of her power on the Foreign Affairs Committee or whatever it is. Yeah, she's on yeah, the Foreign the, Affairs Committee. That's a huge appointment. That's super important. And, right. and when Steve King made his target. comments, which, by the way, I mean, criticism to Republicans, they took forever to get around to criticizing him on this stuff. I mean, years. So again, there are no angels on this stuff. But again, are you really going to let? I mean, since when does somebody else's racism justify your racism, like, or justify right. your yep. what about somebody else's racism? Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to stand up to David Duke until you stand up to Farrakhan. No, we can do both, <laughs> and we can criticize you for doing it, you know, for not doing it while we do it, you know. But but instead, you know, at the very least, they they kicked him off of all of the committees he was on. But she's going to be on everything. She is she is completely unscathed. And again, this this whole resolution would never have done a thing about it. So, I mean, even, you know, I'm, we're criticizing that this resolution doesn't go far enough, but even its full tilt measure would be worthless. It's just a nice little PR thing to say, well, hey, we condemned it. And it's nice to have it on the record. Right. But you can put it on the record on Twitter. Clearly, yep. everything else is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, you know. I mean, and, the, and the, the defenses they offer of her are, they're weak sauce, and, and frankly, they're kind of racist too. I mean, Pelosi was saying she just doesn't understand, she has a different... Uh, experience with the use of words or she doesn't fully understand the weight of the words that that are behind her what is she stupid did we elect a three-year-old child i mean what what are you saying about her of course she understands these things she's a full grown woman with who's raising children of her own like i would never stoop so low as to assume that she knows nothing like she knows exactly what she's doing and that's the problem so treating her like an ignorant person who just doesn't fully understand i mean that's I don't know. Is that racist? Kind of seems like it. I'm sure they would say that of us if we said it. I, I mean, you know, I, I have no patience for this stuff at all. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, I agree. But I'm I'm all, all right. I'm all anti right. semited out here. I can't I can't I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> all right, we'll cut it there. Uh, let's uh, let's close out. Yeah. Um, like us on Facebook. Share the page. Uh, share us even more now because it's super critical now that we can be found everywhere uh, find us on iTunes leave reviews reviews are going to be really important to us now I don't want to hawk it too much because you hear on other podcasts where that kind of happens a lot and it becomes just kind of a, 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 a regular infomercial but seriously get on there and leave reviews 
You only have to do it That's, once. It's not like you have to review yep. every episode. Just review the yep. podcast. Just review the podcast. Five star review. If you got less than that, maybe uh, come at me over here instead. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what I could do to get you a five star. Yeah. And if you say be All liberal, right. then no. So. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody. Always a pleasure. Size of the